Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our teaching teaching team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion. To which our community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to expand in faith, faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because because they they anchor us in something something which can can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we exist to join god's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching we hope you enjoy this week's teaching Morning Genesis. This reading is from James 2, 1 through 10 and 14 through 17. My siblings, do you with your acts of favoritism really believe in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ? For if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly, and if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing the fine clothes and say, have a seat here, please. While the one who is poor, you say, Stand there, or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved siblings. Has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. What good is it, my siblings, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a sibling is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs? What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yay, thanks Todd, wherever you find yourself today. Um, what a fun passage, right? Whew. James is pretty fiery. Um, Betsy, the one and only Betsy, she preached on James last week, and it was amazing. And she talked a lot about embodiment, because we all have bodies, and spirituality and our bodies are connected. And James seems to really be all about that, because today we're going to talk about bodies again. Woo! So, we are in the epistle called James. Does anyone know what an epistle is? It's kind of a silly word, huh? A letter. Yeah. So an epistle is a letter, like the kind you write to someone and drop it off at the post office, not like your ABCs. Um, But like, does it seem kind of awkward to be reading someone else's mail? 
Um, so that's like fun. Like this was a letter that someone named James wrote to specific people. And then here we are in the year 2021, Robbinsdale, Minnesota, and on the internet and in Mexico, we're reading this letter. Like, I think about some of the letters I've written, <laughs> and if people like 2,000 years later, like, it would be super confusing. So it's important to remember that this is a letter that somebody wrote in a specific context and a specific time. And that's important to remember about all epistles in the New Testament, right? Because Paul is like the king of epistles. Um, pretty much half of the New Testament is Paul, I guess. Um, so, uh, James. Who is James? Well, nobody really seems to know. There are a couple different theories out there in the world. Some say that um, James is Jesus' brother. Can you go sit down? Um, Jesus' brother James, who was also like in leadership in the church in Jerusalem. Um, but some people are also like, there's like 12 other Jameses in the New Testament. So maybe it's one of those. But then some think that maybe this was a letter written by James's disciples after James had died. And so they're writing under a pseudonym. So they're like pretending to be James, but they're not James. And like that seems kind of weird, right? Like cheating or lying or something. But this was actually something that was pretty common back then because a letter from James, James, sounds way better than like a letter written by James's friends and disciples and students. Um, hold on, time out. Junia, can you go with Dad? You can even play tablet. How cool is that? Yeah. Go ahead. You can even eat your sucker. Go eat your sucker. Play video games. Okay. Um, so it makes me think of like, have any, has anybody read a book by Daniel Handler? No? How about a book by Lemony Snicket? Oh. <laughs> They're the same person. But, like, I am so much more interested in a book written by Lemony Snicket than a book written by someone named da Daniel Handler. So that's kind of the thing that we've got going on here. So you can use Dad's phone. Play the Daniel game. <laughs> um, so this, this epistle is pretty special because James, or James, whoever wrote it, is not actually writing this letter to just one specific person or one specific church, like Paul usually did. Um, but this letter is for Christians anywhere who find themselves at odds with the people around them. He talks about this, the 12 tribes of the diaspora, and some people take that literally, and some people take that figuratively. But in, I think the common ground between those two is that they are Christians who are living intention with those around them because they are different and maybe they feel like they are not at home. Um, and lots of reasons why they are at odds is because they chose to, some, chose to follow like this crazy rabbi named Jesus who taught us how to love and also mysteriously saved the world somehow. Um, but also many of these Christians back in the first century were poor and they were constantly being oppressed by the wealthy people among them, sometimes even the wealthy Christians. And so with all this in mind, I'm going to read our portion again. Um, 
oh wait, not yet, sorry. <laughs> okay, but there are so, like if you just look at your liturgy, there are so many like juicy and kind of explosive words in here. So here's what we're gonna do. Before I reread this, um, let me see your listening ears. Where's your listening ears? And let me see your listening eyes. <laughs> and okay, when I read this, and when I say a word that stirs up any kind of feeling, confused, sad, mad, happy, whatever, I want you to raise your hand. And then you can put it back down if you want. Um, and then as I do this, Dave is going to zoom out so that our friends on Zoom can see us all here in the sanctuary. And then Nate is, if you can, Will is going to do this. He's preoccupied. Um, is going to put Zoom in gallery mode up here so that we can see all of our friends on Zoom. And we're going to just notice when hands raise up. You can go really high or you can go like this. It's up to you. Um, okay, and as I read this scripture, Junia is going to go play some video games. <laughs> Alrighty. My siblings, do you, with your acts of favoritism, really believe in our glorious Lord, Jesus Christ? I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, for if a person with gold rings and in fine clothes comes into your assembly... And if a poor person in dirty clothes also comes in, and if you take notice of the one wearing fine clothes and say, have a seat here, please, well, to the one who is poor, you say, well, stand there or sit at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved siblings, has not God chosen the poor in the world to be rich in the faith? and to be heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who oppress you? Is it not they who drag you into court? Is it not they who blaspheme the excellent name that was invoked over you? You do really well if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it so what good is it my siblings if you say you have faith but do not have works can faith save you if a sibling is naked and lacks daily food and one of you says to them go in peace keep warm and eat your fill and yet you do not supply their bodily needs? What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The word of the Lord. <laughs> now, you may or may not have picked this up when you came in, or it's also included on our digital liturgy. We have a fun coloring page for kids and grown-ups, and... This is a resource that we are using in our kids' classrooms, hopefully. Um, that's my plug to sign up to volunteer and fill out the family survey, please. Um, this is like a little booklet that you can color. And what it does is it's a paraphrase of what we just read. 
And because, you know, sometimes we read the same stories in the Bible over and over again, and it just kind of sounds like background noise. And what this does is it's an age-appropriate paraphrase for kids, and it's, like, really helpful as an adult to read it from the perspective of a child because it's simple, it's engaging, and it takes these really complex ideas and words and just makes it accessible and fun. So there's that resource for you. Um, but thanks, thanks for doing that. Thanks for being vulnerable and raising your hands or raising your hands in your head mentally. It's important to pay attention how we react to this living and moving word of God. So here is an all play. And if you're new with us, an all play is a chance for all of us to play along and to share and have conversation over this sacred text together. So what thoughts, feelings, questions, or curiosities did you have as you listened to these words again? And or what were some words or phrases that caught your attention? So you can shout it out loud if you're in the sanctuary with us. I've also got you all up on the Zoom world and reading the chat. So what stood out to you? What feelings or questions came up? Why are we still struggling with this? <laughs> yes, Nate said, why are we still struggling with this? Yeah, though this was written in the first century, still 2,000 years later, this is something that humans still do, showing preferential treatment to the rich and trying to not be the poorest of the poor. Rebecca and Alex, dishonoring the poor. Yeah. That is quite the phrase. Anger. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anger. Jason said anger at people who just say, go on your way but really they're hungry, and what they need is food. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, am I right, anyone? All right, anyone else want to share? It's okay if not. You can always keep them to yourselves. Um, these are hard words to read. Now, fun fact, Martin Luther, raise your hand if you know Martin Luther, the guy in church history who basically started Lutheranism and who is not to be confused with Martin Luther King Jr., he called James's letter the epistle of straw, meaning he had very strong negative feelings towards it because Martin was all like, sola fide, which means faith alone. All you need is a spiritual faith in God and you're good. But then James, James, who wrote this letter like, 1,400 years ago, before Martin was born, is all like, well, you can't just have faith in God. You actually need to use your body, and you actually need to love and care for people in the world physically. Otherwise, your faith is dead and meaningless. So, oh, that's cool that we can disagree with Scripture and that we can disagree with each other and be in conversation. That's cool. But there's also another amazing and brilliant biblical scholar named Elsa Temez. Oh, she's amazing. Um, she was born in Mexico, 
She's still alive today. And she has done so much work on speaking up for how women, Latin Americans, and those in poor and marginalized communities read and understand the Bible and engage with its stories. So do you think maybe Elsa Temez will have a different view and interaction with this epistle of James than Martin Luther, the monk who lived a long, long time ago? Yeah, so <laughs> the Temez family saying, wait, what, Elsa Temez? That's right, that'd be cool if you were related. Um, so she is all for this letter. She even calls it the intercepted letter. Ooh, dramatic. Because, like, if James or James had written this letter in our world today, it would probably be intercepted by government security agencies in certain communities because this letter has some pretty explosive ideas about wealth and about power. So how fun is that? Clearly, I could talk about this epistle forever and ever because, spoiler alert, it's actually my favorite epistle. Um, sorry, Paul, but I won't keep talking about it. <laughs> um, and since today is the back-to-school Sunday and the blessing of the backpacks, and even though there's like 10 kids here and a few on Zoom, we are going to learn this like kids. So, kids... If you want to come join us up here, or grown-ups who want to come join us up here, we are going to explore these words from James through play. So, yay, play. Oh, and I made, like, a ton of visuals. So we're just going to focus, because there's so many different things going on in this portion. We're just going to focus on these verses today. They should be up on the screen. Yeah. So you do really well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. That is um, one of the two greatest commandments by Jesus. Um, and then if a sibling is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Okay, and if you go to the next slide, let's break it down even more. Simple. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Can you say that with me? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. So, raise your hand if you have a body. Yes, look at all those bodies. Um, so, are you ready to meet someone really super special? Let's see how this goes. This, let's see, I feel like I'm in a science fair. Is this big enough? Ooh. is my good friend, Bobby. <laughs> Get it? Bobby. Um, this is Bobby's first day alive on the planet Earth. 
So welcome to the Earth, body. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here. Um, so body is super curious about what their body is made of. And so since we all have bodies, do you think we could help body learn about their body? Yeah, I love the enthusiasm. Okay, so body has graciously, oh, here we go. Body has graciously let us borrow some of their body parts, and they're right here in body's body bag. And so I'm going to take out each part, and then I'm going to need your help, especially kids and grown-ups, and even you on Zoom, I've got the chat up still right here. But I'm going to need your help to teach body about their body, and especially three different things. So, in the bag, what is the body part? You'll help me name it. What does that body part do? And what does it need to work properly and to stay healthy? So, I'll do an example. Now, these are also kind of abstract. Um, so if you don't guess it right away, I can help you. What do you think this is? Brain! Yes! Here you go, body. Uh-oh, you're losing your brain. Um, what does your brain do? Yeah, it helps your body work correctly because literally your brain's like kind of in charge of everything in your body. All your feelings, all your... I don't know, digestions and senses. Everything goes through the brain. Okay, and what does your brain need to stay healthy? Yeah, food and water, oxygen, sleep, friends. Your brain needs brain friends. Um, and... Yeah, brains need moms and dads and family and people who love them and help take care of them. And they need knowledge and learning. Otherwise, they would just get so bored knowing all the same stuff their whole life. So, awesome. What should we do next? Ooh. It would be cool if you got this. But not. It kind of does look like a mouth. Let's imagine these sparkly things are like cheeseburgers, pizza, stomach. Yes, what if your stomach was super glittery like that? That'd be pretty fun. Okay, who can tell me what does the stomach do? Yes, it digests food. It takes big old chunks of meats and cheese and vegetables and fruit and turns it into sludge. Yep. Um, what does your stomach need to stay healthy? Food. Food? Yes. Ooh, let's see. Bob also says your stomach senses your physical pain. Yeah. It digests your food and delivers nutrition to your body. And Kristen Powell says it sends nu nutrients to the bloodstream. Yeah. So your, your stomach needs food. Food to stay healthy. It needs not, not food. No. Yeah. Not, not food. Because what would happen if you ate something that wasn't edible? Yeah. 
and it went into your stomach, what would your stomach do? Yeah, eject it. Or what if you ate something you were allergic to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would send a signal to your brain, and then you would go cuckoo. <laughs> Thank you, Silas. Uh, let's see. It has bacteria to digest the food. It regurgitates it. Yeah. Super fun, stomach. Um, now, speaking of stomachs, what do you think this is? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's your intestines. Your large and your small intestines. Which, oh, I wish I could remember this fact about your intestines, but it is seriously, it's so long. It's like maybe at least over 30 feet or something. Don't quote me on that. You can Google it. But they're so long, and they're just all kind of crammed in your body like that. So food that goes through your stomach, goes down into your intestines, and does what? Comes out, yeah? Oh, it was ripping your heart? Oh, that's so sad. Were you sick, or were you having big feelings? Whoa, that's crazy. Sorry, I'm having some difficulty getting body's intestines back in. Let's see. Yeah, it breaks down your food waste. And then what does it come out as? Sludge. Sludge and liquid. Yeah. Talking about bathroom stuff at church is fun. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. Okay, body, your intestines are now in place. Um, <laughs> Bob says it has bad smelling stuff come out of it. Yes. Okay, let's see. Keep on going. <laughs> what is this? Wop, wop. <laughs> yeah. These are your lungs. What do your lungs do? That's right. Yeah. It gives you oxygen, which is one of the things that keeps your brain healthy. What, is, what do you need for your lungs to keep them healthy? Clean air. Yep. Mm-hmm, the airy breeze. What, a, what about what's on your face? Hmm? Cheeks? Oh, it does look like cheeks. Um, what about this? Right now in the coronavirus times, what does this do? Mm-hmm. It filters out bad germs that could get in your lungs. Yeah. Wait, sorry, sometimes when that happens, you get sick? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, we've got a few more body parts. Yes, it extracts, extracts oxygen from the air to supply your blood. Bob, do you have like a degree in biology or anatomy or something? Okay, now this one's super abstract. Sorry, not sorry. 
What is this? Yeah, the heart. You got all your different chambers, and that's all I remember about hearts. <laughs> uh, what does your heart do? Yeah, it pumps blood and it keeps you alive. Yeah. I read something crazy. It was like, your heart pumps over 10 pints of blood every minute. I, I don't remember. That's like over two gallons, right? <laughs> Metric system or whatever. Yeah, he, he would die if he didn't have all his body parts, huh? Okay, what is next? We're almost done. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> this is a silly one. What does this look like? Mouth. Mouth. Yeah, teeth. Jeez. <laughs> what do your teeth do? They cleanse up food and get rid of it. Yes. Yeah. What would happen if you tried to eat like I don't know, a soft pretzel and you didn't have any teeth. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to let it sog up in your mouth. Because, one, it would be hard to, like, rip off a piece of soft pretzel. And if you didn't chew it up into tiny bits, it would get stuck in your esophagus. And that would not be good. So, teeth are really important. And what do we have to do to help our teeth stay healthy. Brush them. Floss them. Go to the dentist. Crentist the dentist. Good job. Um, I, I'm notoriously like a teeth grinder when I'm really stressed. So also to keep my teeth healthy, I just need to not be stressed. As simple as that. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> um, ooh, this one's fun. Hair. Do, 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 do. What does your hair do? Yeah. Keeps your head warm. Makes you look cool. Yes. Hair is both functional and it can tell the world about who you are. What do you have to do to your hair to keep your hair healthy? Wash it? Yeah. What'd you say? Brush it. Yeah. Keep it smelling good. Mm-hmm. It's important to keep our hair healthy. Um, <laughs> Bob Timperley, he's in the chat just yucking it up. Um, he says, I think I'm getting my degree this morning even though I have no hair. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> okay, we've got just a couple left. Ooh, this should be an easy one. Ready? Eyes. Eyes. <laughs> Here you go, body. Now you can see us all. Okay, what do your eyes do? <laughs> yeah, it helps us see. Hmm. And what do... Our eyes need to stay healthy. <laughs> Not look at the sun? Yeah. If you looked at. Ooh, River said that she, if she looks at the iPad while they're driving, she gets car sick. Yeah. 
If it's too long, yeah. Yeah, these glasses are special. They're like blue light filtering glasses that help me when I look at technology. It helps keep my eyes safe and healthy. Like that TV, yeah, it would filter it out. Also, I don't know if this is true, but this is what my mom always told me, that if you eat carrots, you'll have good eyesight. Anyone else hear that? Yep, yep. I have not fact-checked that yet, but. That's so true. If you eat too many carrots, you'll turn orange. There's a whole Magic School Bus episode about that, and they go inside Arnold's body. Oh, my goodness, everybody. Silas, Silas, Isaac, and River's uncle one time ate too many carrots and turned orange. That's silly. That's like flamingos. They're pink because they eat so many shrimps. Yeah? Okay, now two more. Bones, bones. Nate DeVore helped me make these this morning. These are not Q-tips. These are bones. What do our bones do? <laughs> yeah, if we didn't have bones, we would be a pile of mush or a pile of skin. We'd be kind of flop around like a jellyfish, right? Oh, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> so our bones give our body structure. What do our bones need to stay healthy? Not break. <laughs> River, so mischievous. River says that sometimes she tells her parents that her bones are broken and then goes, just kidding. <laughs> Let's see. Calcium and milk. Keep your bones strong. Okay, everybody, you're doing so great. Here's our last one. Although this kind of looks like fire. It's not fire, I promise. <laughs> Bana it's bananas. Muscles, yeah. All right, mister. Here you go, body. Let's get your swell on. Is that right? That's swole, no, mm -mm. get swole. I don't know. Sore. <laughs> sore, yes. I get sore if I get swole, I don't know. Okay, why am I just having the darndest time? Here we go. Got to match up your body. What do your muscles do? He doesn't have fingers. He is hiding those for right now. Um, yeah, your muscles help your bones stay in place. What else do your muscles do? They contain strength. Yeah, I like that. Bob says they take direction from our brain to move our bone structure and make us mobile. Basically, your brain tells your muscles, 
hey, I want to take a step, so go ahead, muscles, do your job. But it happens so fast that it's not like brain, think, to move, leg, up. Okay, now step forward. That would be so slow. <sighs> okay, we have fun, don't we, kids? Thank you, body, for teaching us about our bodies. Give it up for body, everybody. <laughs> so, here is a question that I have. Do our own bodies sometimes need different things than other people's bodies? Because a lot of us need the same things, right? But some of us need different things. <laughs> River says she, that she needs her long hair and her brothers need their boy hair, nice and short. Um, let's see. Um, huh? Yeah, go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, because, so here's an example. I have asthma. Raise your hand if you have asthma. Yeah. And for asthma, my lungs need a special medicine that I take to help them open up and breathe better. And Nate, I know you're back there. We bonded over this, but we both have ADHD. Raise your hand if you have ADHD. Yay, that's fun. So ADHD, and having ADHD, my brain needs to take medicine every day so that it gets the right chemicals it needs to help me live my best life. So here's an all play question. What are some special things that your own bodies need to stay healthy? Vulnerability time here. Nate, vegetables, yeah. Chocolate, <laughs> yes, Jane. <laughs> so let's see. Maybe you need insulin to regulate your blood sugar. Or maybe you need to stay away from peanuts. You can't eat them. Maybe you need sleep, nutritional food, exercise, accessible spaces for wheelchairs. Or maybe you need headphones to help quiet down when you're allowed around no loud noises. Hmm, that's kind of cool that we all have Similar needs and different needs. Can I get a yay bodies? Yay, yay bodies, Woohoo! I also have no idea how long I'm going, sorry. Uh, so let's take this back to James now. So do you remember the two parts of his letter that we were gonna focus on today? Love your neighbor as yourself and faith by itself without works, without action, without doing anything about it is dead. Hmm. However, could these words about loving your neighbor and about actually living out that faith, how could they relate to our bodies and what our bodies need? So here's another all play. Popping up. How do these things fit together? Here. Excuse me, body. You're blocking the view. Loving your neighbor, putting our faith into action, and discovering what our bodies need. If they were puzzle pieces, how would they fit together and make a picture? Or what can we learn about all these things together? 
<laughs> yes, that's okay. This is what we call abstract thought. So, if you don't want to share or don't want to speak the two Nates, being present. being present, yeah, showing up with your body in spaces. Mm. Yes. Listening to what other people say they need because it's probably different from what I need. Using our ears and our eyes to listen and look. So, maybe one way that we can love our neighbors and love ourselves is by meeting the physical needs of our bodies right, because we need to love ourselves, and um, that can only happen, <laughs> I'm sorry, my words are jumbling, if we move our faith, our thoughts, our beliefs into our whole bodies and not just talk about this, right, like Betsy preached on last week, don't be just, no, be doers of the word, and I think it was like not just hearers, um, don't quote me on that. So, like, we actually have to do things about the things we believe? Wow, yep. So what was the first thing Jesus did when he came to live on the earth? Think about it. Yes, he was born. He grew a body. And right now we have no way of knowing what God's, like, real, mysteriously divine form actually is. But we do know that when Jesus came to live on our earth, he chose to have a real-life physical body that needed things like food and sleep and water and play and hugs and so many other things that our bodies need too. So here is our last all-play question that is actually two all-play questions. So we're going to take a moment and just notice our bodies. You can close your eyes, you can keep them open, you can look at your body, but notice your body and pay attention to how your body is feeling. Does it feel tired? Does it feel wiggly? Does it feel bored? Like this lady just keeps talking and talking. Does it feel hungry? Yes. <laughs> yes, good thing we're gonna eat cookies soon. And ask yourself, what does your body need right now? And you can share your answers out loud. You can keep them in your heart. You can share them in the chat. You can whisper them to your neighbor. What does your body need right now? <laughs> well, they might not be your neighbors and live right next to you. But remember, Jesus said, everyone is your neighbor, even if they don't live next door. How cool. Yeah, we, we live just, we're close to our friend's house, we can barely Wow. <laughs> okay. Does anyone want to share what their body's feeling? It's okay if not. What's your body feeling, Junia? It's feeling middle. Yeah. My body's feeling tired this morning. What's your body feeling, Isaac? Tired. tired. Yeah. Does anyone else feel tired today? Does anyone else feel sweaty? My body feels so sweaty. I, I feel that I'm 
when our bodies are tired, what do they need? Sleep. Yeah. Need sleep, rest, food, and sometimes just to run around and do stuff. That's so true. So, now that we have heard some of these needs from our community, here's our last all play question. How can we practice moving our faith into our whole bodies and help meet some of the needs that were shared today? And maybe if you didn't hear a need that you can help with your body, maybe you ask someone today, hey, what does your body need today? Or if you didn't share out loud, you can find someone after the service and share it with them and connect with them and say, this is what my body needs right now. Can you help me? And I know that's awkward and vulnerable. So also, since I'm just like going really long, you can just think about that. How can you help meet the needs of other people's bodies today? Give them food, let them take a nap, ask them a fun question, run around. <laughs> so before we move into prayers of confession, which um, I'm so sorry, I did not pay attention. ADHD, am I right? <laughs> okay. Um, Let's, if you want to, stand up, or you can stay sitting down, and reach high into the air, and then bend low down and touch your toes, and then slowly roll up. <sighs> Give your body a hug, and say, thank you, body, for all that you do. And now... Echo this prayer after me. Um, dear God, fill our bodies with compassion. From the top of our heads to the tip of our toes. Open our eyes to see when our neighbors need help. and energize our bodies to move and show your love. Amen. Okay, prayers of confession. <laughs> I will read the leader part, and then we'll all read the all together. They are in your liturgy. So you keep us waiting, you, the God of all time. Want us to wait for the right time in which to discover who we are, where we must go, who will be with us, and what we must do. So thank you for the waiting time. You keep us looking. You, the God of all space, want us to look in the right and wrong places for signs of hope, for people who are hopeless, for visions of a better world that will appear among the disappointments of the world we know. So thank you for the looking time. You keep us loving. You, the God whose name is love, want us to be like you, to love the loveless and the unlovely and the unlovable, to love without jealousy or design or threat, and most difficult of all, to love ourselves. So thank you for the loving time. And in all this, you keep us through hard questions with no easy answers, through failing where we hoped to succeed and making an impact when we felt we weren't, through the patience and the dreams and the love of others and through Jesus Christ in the Spirit, 
you keep us. So thank you for the keeping time. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel, that in Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us now. Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions, questions or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscov.org.